Hi everyone, welcome back to our Revival Recap. Uh, pretty much our midweek mashup in a way of what happened on Saturday and what's going down in the life of the church. Uh, today we're chatting about highlights from Saturday night's meeting. I'm Clint Davis. I'm here with senior leader Joaquin Evans. Hey, Joaquin. Hey, Clint. Good to be back with you. Yep, sure is. Uh, oh, man. I mean, I don't know how we're going to fit this into 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> uh, we could just have 20 minutes of laughter because we're just talking about Saturday and how powerful it was. It was incredible. It was phenomenal time. The tangible presence of God was just so pronounced. It, in one way, it makes your job easy and that God's there. The other way, it makes it hard so nobody can get two co- coherent words out. But right. it was a phenomenal time. Right. I have uh, I have first question I'm going to throw at you. Joaquin, when is worship going to get shorter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a setup question. Yeah. <laughs> not not on, on either side of eternity, it's not going to get shorter. We're going to keep worshiping, and then this is just really a warm-up for, for heaven, so that will right. just be eternal. Man, it's just so good, and um, I just love the hunger in the room. There was so much hunger so for much. God, you know, so in, much. in worship. I, like, it's weird to put a theology around it, but somehow when there's that hunger, those are the moments where you really see things happen, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, God, God responds. I, I mean, I... I like to term it that hunger never goes unnoticed in the kingdom, you know. Mm. And it's it's the it's that childlike yielded hunger. You know, it's not the I know what's gonna happen, I know how to make this happen. It's just God, you're good, you come, you be God in our midst. That giving up a control hunger uh, that was so beautiful Saturday night. So good. I love it. I love it. Well, let's jump straight in, shall we? Because uh, sure. there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot to I'm going to let you run with it. Um, we're going to go to point number one, what happened on Saturday. A few testimonies. Just just one or two. Just yeah. one or two. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, first off, the you know the worship and the, the unity and the spirit that you mentioned. Uh, you know, I like to walk the room once or twice during worship and just kind of feel it out. What am I sensing in the room? And the engagement from the front to the back, side to side, was probably the greatest I've felt, you know, as far as everybody being engaged. That was beautiful. And in that place, God can't help but come. And phenomenal things happened um, in the service. If people who were there will remember that... Um, you know, Ben and Janessa shared uh, from the, the camp, from the, the young adults retreat, and about metal disappearing, scars disappearing, and then we, we released some prayer, and then we kind of let it settle in the room. We're like, hey, as I go on and preach, anybody who's feeling breakthrough, wave your hand. Um, and a, a, a little boy stood up and waved his hand, and he was like, you told that testimony about God's hand coming in and worship and pulling out um, the... Uh, uh, lactose intolerance out of the little boy and he's like that was God who did that (laughs) super cute everybody loved it but what I found out after the service his mom came up that little boy didn't know the other little boy had been healed or anything but that little boy got saved that night he got born again no way so he was literally in that moment having a God revelation moment of that was God whose hand came in and pulled it out so that's awesome so blown away to hear that um we had a that's all and we've got to fight against being familiar around little things like that. yes jesus was never familiar around kids that's it and that 
childlike revelation yeah. was so good. I'm just glad that he checked if you knew that because <laughs> we just wanted to be sure of that. <laughs> totally, totally. It was, oh, that was a sweet, sweet moment. Um, we had another testimony. A gentleman came in on crutches. I'm sure lots of people saw him. He came up at the end for ministry time, got lots and lots of prayer from several different people and kept incrementally getting better. Um, before the service, he wasn't able to put weight on his leg. Um, I believe it was a car accident, but his knee had been mangled. They had He had metal wire in his knee um, and uh, couldn't put pressure on it, couldn't walk on it. But after several prayers, could put pressure on it, could walk on it some. So by the end of the night, a uh, majority of the people were gone already, but he by faith, says, I can walk on this. Now I'm going to do a lap around the whole sanctuary. So he takes off doing this lap. He's moving at a good pace, but he's got a pronounced limp. But as he's going halfway through his lap, the limp begins to disappear. And as he comes around finishing his lap, the limp is completely gone. He's walking full speed. He comes around and he's weeping, tears just streaming down his face. As he's completely healed, he left his crutches behind on the stage. <laughs> um, uh, it was that was another beautiful, beautiful mm. moment. Wow. Um, I share I share one more that several others happened that night, but um, we got a report that a gentleman um, that one of our one of our members knew from a long time ago in life, but this. This person had gone off the rails a lot of years ago and got into bad stuff with selling drugs, uh, got involved with the Mexican Mafia, was a member, currently a member of the Mexican Mafia, lives in San Antonio, somehow heard about Bethel Austin, comes up to a service six months ago, gets born again six months ago at a Bethel Austin service, and then has been coming up a couple of times a month ever since from San Antonio. Life is totally transformed and has a, applied now to attend um, the school of ministry in Reading. And then last night ran into the person that they knew um, from way back. And they're like, what are you doing here? And they somehow that whole six months, they hadn't run into each other, hadn't seen each other. So he didn't even know that this person had gotten saved, had been coming to church. His life was transformed. So, oh, so much radical stuff happened wow. Saturday. Wow, amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, you know, for a lot of people that might be new to this expression of church, they might have even seen some of the films like Finger of God or, you know, some of the others. But this is stuff that's happening right here mm-hmm. in our church. So the encouragement is just to really get plugged in, I guess, and, and just unabandonedly chase after what God's doing and run sure, with Him. Absolutely. Something's burning in your heart about the move of God that we're starting to see here or are in already. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just throw through a few thoughts out about that? Sure. I mean, I think that we are both currently experiencing and on the verge of ex- experiencing. It's that whole, you know, the train of his robe filling the temple. It, it's here and it's continuing to come because there's, we just go from glory to glory. The depth keeps increasing. But we are experiencing God. And the best thing that we can do is to appreciate that and let that undo us and wreck us i mean the way to get more is to appreciate what you have so you never want to take what god is doing and put it on the shelf while you're waiting for more you know you want to you want to you want to glean from that and appreciate it and celebrate it and i mean the stuff is happening now i mean 
you know, what we've already shared, but people having, you know, things pulled out of their body while they're asleep in worship. You know, people having metal disappear, scars disappear, people leaving their crutches behind. I mean, that's, that's what's happening now. So if we give God all of our appreciation and thanks for that, what is the increase that comes off of that? But Saturday night, I felt really, I felt like we put our toe into the waters of a a genuine breakout of God, like a transformational breakout of God where where God takes control and it's no longer longer our ability, like God breaks out, you know, a Brownsville uh, type move or a Toronto type move. I feel like we're, I feel like we're brushing up on those type of places where God breaks out in uncontrollable ways and that we none of us ever recover. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want. Absolutely. Zero recovery room on the, on the other side of the expression of God. <laughs> Man, I mean, look, it's, it's so exciting. And, you know, we've got a lot of folk that are probably new to Bethel, new to this expression. And one of the things we were chatting about earlier was just sort of bringing some understanding to some of the things that do happen on a Saturday that might be off people's grid a little bit in the way God moves. And and we're seeing a lot of that um, at the moment as God flows. But I know that you want to do that justice, so we're going to do that in an upcoming episode. and We'll do sort of a whole episode devoted just to that. So if you're feeling that, if you're wondering about those things at the moment or whatever, just hang in there. We're going to get there. We're going to put some language and help that out. Looking forward to doing that. I think that will be really good for, for people. So, you preached, I mean, such a long sermon. I mean, I just wish, I wish you weren't so long-winded, you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, you got to the crux. It was powerful, man. Uh, were there things that you, that you wanted to pick up on that you felt that you didn't get to? What was, the, what was the crux of the heart of what you were trying to get across on Saturday? Yeah, um, you know, the, the, heart, the heart of it is, positioning ourselves so that we're ready to receive what God is doing and what he's getting ready to do, you know. Um, and we're, we're on the verge of something so powerful. I mean, we're experiencing it now. But, you know, part of, part of being able to receive what God's doing is our sensitivity level and our yieldedness. You know, it's, it all comes down... You know, I say it all the time, he doesn't as much need our abilities, he needs our surrender. And so that's, this is message was another, another go at us, each of us checking our own place of our heart and how thin is the veil, meaning um, any walls or resistance to what God's doing that we've created in our own hearts or allowed to remain in our own hearts um, versus just being yielded to what he's doing. And, you know, one of those, one point that I touched on, I surprisingly made it through more than I realized. Yeah, well, well done. Well done. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't develop it out as much, but, I mean, one of those points is, uh, that I touched on was that we often, we often are waiting for God to move, when in this partnership, God is waiting for us to respond to His moving, what He's already done, that, that that God has extended His hand. That God has 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 made. Um, God is God has has dealt such an amazing hand to us in that, you know, He sent Jesus. He lived a perfect life. He died on the cross for us. God sent His Holy Spirit, made Him available to us, 
And he's saying, take this now and run with it. Jesus, in John 20, actually says, he breathes on his disciples and says, as I was sent in the world, now I send you. Not as the Savior, but in that role of, that Jesus was, was introducing people to his Father. Like, we now have that ministry of reconciliation that we get to introduce people to the Father. So it's this, it's changing the, uh, the mindsets and the perspective that I'm waiting on God. Like, God, I want revival. I want all that you have. I'm here. I'm available. I'm waiting to a more aggressive stance of, no, God's extended this invitation to us. He's looking for people who will pick it up and begin to run with it. Mm. And so I think that the more, the more that we can recognize it, you know, I said that, I made that statement, our job isn't to convince him to come. He's leaning in, majorly leaning in. Our job, in a sense, is to remove the resistance so that what he's already pouring out doesn't meet with resistance. That is the how thin is your veil. It just meets with, it meets with surrender. And when those two things meet, revival's yeah. unstoppable. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And I guess you, you, you saw quite a bit of that carried in the culture in Reading with people journeying and just that veil becoming thinner and thinner and sure. thinner and then just shredding. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it can be a bit of a process. Or, I mean, what, what are some of the things? What are the resi- resistances that we put in the way sometimes? Yeah, um, you know, I think, I think fear is, can be a big one. Um, and, and really, um, fear that manifests in control. I think is one of the biggest ones, and there's some others, but, um, you know, the Proverbs 3, um, you know, lean not on your own understanding, but trust God with your whole heart. And it's really that, that trust versus leaning on my own understanding. And understanding, my need, understanding isn't the problem. My need to understand is where the problem comes in. Because my need to understand is rooted in control, and control is rooted in fear. So when God begins to unravel the fear, our need to control diminishes. And the thing is that God likes to be in control. (laughs) God doesn't, God doesn't, he doesn't want to share his control with us, which is, is where the church in the West has operated so much. It's like, we want God but we want enough control that we feel like we always know it's going to happen next. Right. The problem is that's not where God shows up and does his most profound stuff. It's in our, when we let go of that place of control where God shows up. So I think as God, as we encounter more of his love, as we get more identity, he minimizes the fear, which minimizes the control, which maximizes the trust. And when we hit that place, that's part of that resistance that's being removed. Another one, and they're, and they're, they're akin to each other, is, you know, identity. Um, and, and a lot of teaching, um, uh, you know, that, that comes in, you know, that, that we're, 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 we're still sinners um, trying, to, trying to work through our, our junk, trying to earn our salvation almost in a sense, so to speak, which obviously that... I therefore carry this like, well, why would God come to me? Versus recognizing that Jesus has already paid 
the ultimate price for us to be reconciled to the Father. Does that mean I'm perfect yet? No. Am I still walking out stuff? Yes. But when God looks at me, he looks at me through the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he sees what Jesus has paid for. So my job is to trust what Jesus has already done. That's where the childlike faith dynamic comes in. And when I can do that, I realize like, oh, you know, it's what I say all the time. We didn't first die to be with Jesus. He first died to be with us because he wants to be with us. Right. And when we can get that, we realize God wants to be with me more than I want him to be with me. And so when we can get that identity place in like, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to get it all figured out before God wants to come. I don't have to convince God to come. It's the opposite. He's actually leaning in. I have to learn how to get my identity junk out of the way so he can come. That's part of uh, pulling out that, the, the resistance there. That's amazing. I guess it depends on where you have conceptualized eternity to start, right? If eternity only starts when you die and right. go to heaven, then you're waiting on some identity. Absolutely. Whereas if you understand that it starts from the very moment that you're born again, mm -hmm. well, then you're in that identity. You just need to act according to it. Absolutely. And be according to it. Right? Absolutely. It's, that's amazing, though. Yeah, fear and identity. It's so good. I, I feel like we could go just on those two and just yeah. go for a long, long time. Yeah, absolutely. You could. Um, so the other point I wanted to bring up with you is you spoke about, in reference to the Christian life, I guess, is um, that it's not just one turn and then you sort of carry on with your life or or walk away, or mm. whatever, ramble along, or walk in circles, or however you want to put it, but it's this constant, this turn, and then this constant gaze, yeah, and this constant it's not a chase. glance, it's a Go gaze, yeah. For me, yeah. So you know, in reference of the veil, obviously, we're talking about the message, which was the veil in heaven's been torn, but the Bible also references the veil that that lays over our heart, Second Corinthians three. Um, so it's Jesus tore the heavenly veil, but it's but it's it's in part our job not to tear the veil, but to surrender it to Him, so the veil of our heart can also be torn. When they're both torn wide open, is when there's an unstoppable connection, love encounter, revival, etc. Um, so. But that, that turning, so the, the scripture that we reference, you know, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is, is taken away. But just bringing people's awareness that it's not that, like, uh, I went to service or, you know, I, like, I, I dipped my toe in revival culture for six months and not everything that I hoped would happen happened, like, straight away, like, oh, what's wrong with me? It, the, it's the process that you were talking about earlier like yes jesus has done it all but our ability to to steward all that he's already done there's a process in growing in that and so it's not a glance it's a gaze but when we gaze at jesus that veil becomes thinner and thinner our trust level for him in every sphere of our life um, grows and increases um, you know what we experience in him grows and increases so but it's, it's our ability to keep that gaze on Him through the hard times, through the good times, through every season that we find our, that veil becomes thinner and thinner. We move more into the truth that He's already made available, 
but we learn how to steward it for our own life. So it's just that encouragement that like, oh, yeah, I tried that, and it, it didn't seem to happen for me. It's not, it's, no, it's not a moment. It's a, it's a lifestyle of gazing upon Him until we totally embody who He is, His nature for us, His, his highest and His best. We're all in process. Like, I don't have yeah. everything, right. breakthrough and everything that I want to have yet, but I'm, I'm in process. And anytime you think that you do, we will have a five-year-old ready to jump out that's right. and just let you know <laughs> that you need to make sure you're on track. That's right. That's right. Put you right back in line. Yeah. Right. So let's, let's get to sort of the big idea. If you, if you hope people took one one-liner away with them, one practicality of, okay, I'm going to initiate this in my in my life now. Yeah, I, that that reality that that God is near, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and that God is God is leaning into me. That that a Western Christianity has to shift away from the. I need to convince God that I'm a worthy person to visit, or this is a worthy place to come and visit. To shift away from that to shift into the, he's massively leaning in, I just need to figure out like, okay, if he's leaning in, are there things that I need to think differently or believe differently or, you know, relational aspects that I can shift so that what's already leaning in can can pour forth. So just getting people to, not, not through... Um, not through introspection, but through surrender. Like that childlike surrender to God. Like, all right, God, I want to trust you fully. If there's anything here that's keeping me from trusting that you want to come to me more than I want you to come, then let's just deal with that and get that out of the way so you can come. That's so good. A lot of what I've heard you say as we've chatted now is um, sort of breaking the mindset of being works-based mm-hmm. in the sense that there are sort of religions or movements or things in the world that offer methodologies. And if you make a methodology out of your faith, which really our faith is based on a man and mm-hmm. on a mission, really. Mm-hmm. Jesus was on a mission, you know, mm-hmm. which calls you into relationship over works. Yeah. Um, would, that, would that be fair to say that we're trying to establish that it's not works, but God's already wanting to be? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's not by works. It's by grace. But the, the thing about grace is that we only access grace where we recognize grace. If we, if we come into a revelation that grace is available, like salvation, like salvation was available for us every single day of our life, but we didn't apprehend it until we recognized that it was available for me. And that, mo- that aha moment, right, you maybe knew it intellectually, like, oh, I've heard of people, they go to church, whatever, salvation, yeah. But it was that aha moment of like, oh, God's real and this is available for me that we stepped instantly into that grace because it was always available. So mm-hmm. it's, it's that recognizing like, yeah, it's not works. I, I don't have to convince God. I don't have to earn it. It's already available that that, that grace realm opens up that we can step into it. And, but that is a journey because we're, we're stepping in incrementally at a time. You know, it's like, Hey, God's made it all available, but I haven't fully arrived. I haven't fully embodied. So there's always more for all of us. That's why we got to champion each other, encourage each other, celebrate the breakthroughs 
as that we do step into because every time we do it opens up more grace more availability to step in deeper so we're on a journey together that's that's what we're doing yeah so amazing and just that rugged resilience luke 5 you brought it up in your message just get up there and tear the roof open and mm. get to jesus mm. however mm. you can you know I think for some people that is that is the place of the journey that we're in. Um, some people in the room, you know, that we're addressing Saturday, um, you know, there is that place, you know, where the the violent take it by force and like God, I want more of you. You've made this available, so I'm going to rip open everything in me that would resist that, every identity barrier, every fear barrier. I'm going to rip, and I'm going to come running to the altar, or I'm going to get on my face at home, or whatever it is, God, and I want all of you. So tear this thing open, and there is a place of permission for that, and God God responds to that. Other people are in a different place in their journey, where it's just like, hey, God's gingerly inviting you in, and you're getting in community, and you're, you know, you're, you might be new to this stuff, new to the world. That's all good too, but sometimes we're in a season where God's like, I'm ready. Are you ready? Because if you're ready, like rip, rip the tiles off. I'm, I'm waiting for you to, to take a risk and to trust me and rip the tiles off and see what happens. So. And what I love is, I know, I know there's skeptics out there going, but you just said it's not works. Mm-hmm. Now you got to rip the tiles. I love what it is. It is, it is revealing a piece of God's nature. Yep. He ripped the heavenlies yep. open to come to yep. us yep. or to rescue us. Yep. It's simply revealing some yeah. of his nature. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Stay it's, a skeptic. Let me tell you, God's totally, gonna rock your world. Totally. He's gonna rock your world for sure. Yeah, it's the ability to run, to run to grace. God tore the heavenly veil, and God's the one that tears the veil of our heart, but only when we submit it to Him. So, and those people, they ripped the tiles off the roof, but they didn't work for the for the healing itself. They they ripped the tiles off to get into the realm of grace where healing was available. So, I'll let you ponder that for a while. But. So good. So good. Well, I hope this has been helpful for you. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us again for another Revival Recap. Remember that you can get more out of our journey together by visiting BethelATX.com or chat to Connect Coach on one of our Saturday meetings. Uh, We'd love you to just be plugged in, feel supported, be part of what's going on, and just really become everything that you are meant to be on this journey with God. So until next time, see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks, Joaquin. Yeah, thanks, Clint. I'll see you next time.